Lenny. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. I hear you great. You got me? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, this is just, uh, I haven't used this app in a long time, you know? Uh, yeah. But, uh, and they, it's changed a little bit, but, um, but I, it looks like I got gotcha. you. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> I got gotcha, you, man. What was Fine. it like, uh, what? Finally. Yeah, I know. Finally. Um, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing good. You know, working and I got Randy's store to work at. That keeps me happy. So <laughs> that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to, well, we'll talk a little bit about that, um, that Randy Now's man cave in uh, Bordentown. Um, just yeah, so that I can kind of. Moved sorry. To he moved What's to Heightstown. Oh, he moved to Heightstown. Okay, that's right. The new location. Um, I just want to like prompt anybody who's listening that, that, that uh, on my on the line right now with me is Lenny Splendorio, the captain. Uh, you're originally from Union. Is that yes. Yes. Union. Uh, yes. Union, New Jersey. Hope, Union, New Jersey, co-founder of Bayar Records. That's, that's how I came to know you. Um, with uh, you, you also you played in a band, Priapism. Uh, well, yeah, that was the early on um, with with Paul from AOD and Frank uh-huh. from Bed. A few shows. Bedlam. Say that again. A few shows we did. Yeah, a couple shows. That's the. Oh, a lot of bands just, you know, only lasted a few shows. But uh, you uh, you did wind up going and uh, playing drums with Bedlam um, after Scott. And um, then uh, Sand in the Face. Yep. And uh, Hearse. Yes. This, this, is, this is going back a ways. Um, yeah, Hearse with Jim. That that had to be a lot of fun. Jim yeah, Dunleavy. Jim and Steve. Oh yeah, Steve, Rhino, yeah. Give give, give Rhino a shout out. Oh, so, uh, so now, like, all right, I guess um, we'll we'll get into like later stuff and uh, the accelerators and whatnot. But um, I'm I'm curious to kind of like start out just like, what gave you guys the idea to just start putting your own stuff out? I mean, how how did that was it? Were you in on that um, conversation and? Uh, were you there for that? Well, yeah. well, the label started. Everybody just started putting out their own records. The scenes would pop up. Fanzines would have, um, you know, different things listed that people were doing it. And yeah. Jim, you know, Jim wanted to just start putting records out. And we took, you know, the name for Paul and Dave and AOD guys started by our records. And we put out the Bedlam record. We just used the name by our records. And it went on from there. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. It was just it's awesome that it was so uh, you know um, part of that whole do-it-yourself thing. You know, like it was it, you guys were folding the folding the sleeves in yeah, uh, gym. That's what everyone did back then. All the, every little scene and every little label did that. From Discord, yeah. go and it was all do-it-yourself. If they could do and, it, we could do the kind of mentality. Jack Steeples um, kind of credited you, Jack, and uh, a lot of people did actually with uh, formulating the tours and putting those things together with, uh, you know, basically the 
you know, the information you could find in the backs of uh, magazines, the, the flip side and whatnot? Yeah, that, that started with the AOD tour with what with Bruce and Dave did. And mm-hmm. I had, I helped them. We all had a little sec- section of the country that um, we worked on. But this is before cell phones and all types of stuff, before GPS. It'd be great to yeah. have that. No, that's 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 some uh, some effort that you guys had to put into organizing all that. And it was, you know, staying places around the country where other people had stayed, and uh, putting people up, I guess, who were coming through. Uh, we did that a couple times up in Cedar Grove, as a matter of fact, in the nineties. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, we had some some guys stay with us from. I think the band was Elvis Hitler. They stayed with us. Oh, sure, I I remember that. I have their record. I like that record. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. They were, they really were real. Good. They were funny guys, too. And I remember I gave them a copy of the red tape. They had never heard the two-bar red tape. Talk yeah. about back before the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so, uh, uh, let's see. Um, so, there was, there was the uh, touring... Uh, the, the record label. Um, we all know how you know the record labels went in the, the late '90s or in the '90s. But um, let's see. Uh, you uh, wound up um, later on uh, hooking up with, uh, I guess Charlie Pip for or with Devil House playing with yeah. Him. Hey, Charlie asked me if I wanted to drum, and I, I jumped at the chance. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. That was a good time. That yes. Yeah, it seemed like you were having a good time at those shows. Yeah, we played we played fifty shows in a year, just like all like the tri-state area. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I learned, you were getting from Charlie for sure from my own uh, performance. Wow. Yeah. No, he's he's a I, I love Charlie. He's he's a hell of a guy. Yeah. Um, hell of a performer, you know. Oh yeah. And um and so but uh, more recently now with the accelerators you're still you're still back there slapping the yeah. lots of traps. Accelerators have a, a roster of drummers a few anyway and I I play with them on and on and off for uh, it has to be ten years at this point <laughs> yeah it really been a long time but I love playing with Ron and Anthony they're great guys Ron's a great uh-huh. song he keeps cranking out the songs yeah they're playing yeah. more than ever. So I, I grab a gig with them here or there when I can, if it's not too far with work and everything. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're fitting a lot in there. You get get a lot in. Um, and and then Randy Now's man cave, you know. Uh, yeah. So you. Um, I got reconnected with Randy when I moved to this part of Jersey uh, a few years ago, and I started hanging around his store and I'm just helping him out. And I help. I work once a week and help them price stuff, and it's great. It's my therapy. It's uh, getting back to my roots because I worked at record stores in New Jersey for 25 years. Oh, I I really, yeah, I miss that. I did, when I was younger, I worked in a record store for a handful of years, but not, I wish I could find a place down here to, you know, work a few hours. That would be great. It, it seems like it really is something that you love. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I did one year at Sam Goody's, about 10 or more years at Al Wilk, the North Jersey chain. Then I went to Vintage Vinyl for nearly 10 years. So I miss being in a record store. Now I love it. Yeah, it's really, 
it's nice to see it's, it, that, that, you know, I'm really, really lucky. Where I live in Raleigh, there are six record stores that I can yeah. walk into. That's yeah. great. Six. And, I mean, Chapel Hill doesn't even have two good ones. And I've got six that I would say are decent and ver- or very good uh, here in Raleigh. So, oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. And you walk in midday, and there's like a dozen people looking at records. Yeah. We sell a lot of used. It's great finding you know used stuff and getting it back on the shelves. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, man. That's good to hear. I mean, I like to see it um, the way it's kind of. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day. It's like you're holding a piece of art in your hand. That has completely gone away with everything coming in streaming and digital. You know, sure. there's, there's nothing tangible about it. You know, you're not, it, there's nothing there. Um, the example I use is Queens of the Stone Age. I got into them during the Napster era. Never right. had a piece, never had a piece of physical media from Queens of the Stone Age until this year. Oh, when man, I, they're, they're fantastic. They really are. And when the guy takes six years to put a record out, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's, there's not, it's not this slapped together thing with a filler track and, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I've loved them for a long time. We did an in-store with them at Vintage Vinyl when the Rated R album came out. It was great. They did a signing and they played, it was like an hour. It was like a full concert at the store. That might even, a- even be on YouTube somewhere. But, uh, oh, wow. I've seen them many, many times. Not recently. I was going to go this tour, but I didn't have the coin to spring for a ticket this time around. I I just got off the – I had a surgery in January, and I was planning on going in uh, August to see them. Um, the show got postponed because it was a torrential rainstorm here. Oh, I'm seeing that online, yeah. Yeah, but they rescheduled it. They announced the new date in May. So uh, I'm I'm actually really excited to see them because I've never seen them and the videos that I've been seeing online of of the shows it's 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 a great show he's got a ferocious band yeah well look at that lineup he had on those early records when he had Mark Lanigan and Dave Grohl playing drums on the uh, songs from the Death oh. Record exactly and you know I, I forgot about that stuff I really with again. With, with you know digital, everything just you know out there in space. I really uh, kind of lost track of 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 uh, what's of Josh Homey and and the the Queens of the Stone Age records. I wasn't keeping up with them the way that I used to with yeah. others. But now I'm telling you, man, I, I I got I got crates all over my living room. I'm <laughs> collecting again. Yeah, that's good. It, it is. I love it. It's it's um it's my it's my my piece. It's like you said, uh, on a day off, I wander into a record store and just you know flip through the bins. Yeah, look, we're we're talking here for the reason of music. That basically, that I ran a record label and worked in a store and playing bands, and I'm going to do that until I guess until I'm planted somewhere. You know, it's I love my music. I need it. You're a rocker for life. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. But it is really, uh, it's so good to be back in touch with the, you know, having records and spinning them. There's something about it, you know. Uh, I remember your Garage Chronicles on uh, 
on Instagram, uh, playing records in your garage. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I haven't done them in a while. Yeah. I like it. I like I like it, man. Dude, you got to – I like your whole personality. <laughs> well, Sounds funny, but you're funny. On Instagram, I have a few yeah. things on Instagram now of uh, what did you see this morning? Because I'm outside in the morning directing uh, buses, and mm-hmm. um, I'm just talking about what I'm saying. So I just started doing some of them on my Instagram. And, and you know what? I, I watched one of them, and then I was at work, and I started laughing because I'm going – you left the house wearing. You left the house looking like that. Like hey, we could, I look at looking at cars passing by, and I'm thinking in my head, and, and I'll just talk about it for a second. I love it. Clean like yeah. Always ready to uh, to drum still. I do my accelerators, but uh, I love to do something, for, you know, something different as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we, if we get, like, uh, a little better technology going, we could do a catch-up every once in a while and talk some vinyl and, I'll, and and post it if that's something that interests Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, it, it took me six years to grab you this one time, but I'm sure, I'm sure it would take another six to sit down again. I felt, I felt bad. I never got on your, your last podcast, so. Man, it's, you know what, I, I, I really... I, I, it's, it's okay. I, 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 um, I, uh, I really, um, enjoyed what I was doing, but, um, it kind of came to a, a little bit of a quiet end where I just kind of went out and, uh, you know, stopped doing it. <laughs> but, um, it, it was hard to nail people down period. Like you really, and then you had to figure out a space to do it. But after COVID it, everybody yeah. seemed to be okay with remote interviews, you know? Yeah, well, that try, you know, we had no choice then, so we did. Look, yeah. I did with family members I couldn't see. I, I during COVID, I couldn't see my son at his facility, and I couldn't see my mom when she was. Uh, you know, thank God for FaceTime and all that stuff. It was like <laughs> it's, it was convenient. Yeah. And oh, one sure. night with uh, Dave and uh, Paul and Bruce, we did one. Uh, you know, sitting in our houses, we talked for about an hour on a Zoom call. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You know, and that's that's the thing about those guys and, and and you and everybody from that whole scene is like you could go years without seeing each other and you pick up, you run into each other and you pick up like it was, you know, five minutes has passed. Oh, you know? sure. Yeah. You just pick right up again. I love Daryl. You know, Bruce is moving back to Connecticut and Jack and Paul have been playing in Fear of Gods and they're like doing great. Yeah, keeping their uh, chops sharp. I like it. Forget about it. They're killer. It's a great lineup in the band. Oh yeah, Fear Gods. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I got I got a single online at uh, the 139 Records. I I picked up the um, I forget what the single is with the shopping cart on the cover, but uh, I like it. Yeah, J- Jack and Johnny run run the label too, so it's great. Well, Can what you- I love is. When I when I came into the scene, really Jack was really resigning from the scene. And in in the mid '80s, he was he was uh, going back to you know raise his family, and he you know left AOD to uh, you know for that. And oh. uh, now see him up there tearing it up. It's it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, look and look and and uh, Tommy Kaprowski is out just this weekend. A few um, shows 
with morning noise opening for fear and negative approach. They're doing uh, three shows this weekend, tonight in Philly and then yeah. Brooklyn. Uh, so it's like it's. That's one of my favorite stories of the year, I think, is the morning noise uh, resurgence or reunion, you know, having them come back. That's really I, cool. I saw them at the uh, Prudential Center open for the Misfits. It was great. It really, really was great. Oh, that had to be a great night. Yeah, they did an awesome job. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, man, Morning Noise. I mean, that's, they, that, that's a band that, again, when I came onto the scene, they had already come and gone. You know, yeah, I, they, they were, you know, only a name that was mentioned and everybody kind of, you know, who was in the band was still around, yeah, you know. Well, when did I meet you? Probably 1985, I'd have to say then, or four? 85, yeah. 85 was the, uh, well, I, I, I didn't meet you. I don't remember when in 85, but I just remember being at the uh, William Patterson Student Center show. The uh, uh, it was um, Kraut, AOD, um, Asbestos, and Bedlam. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's so funny. Years ago, uh, you know, I was like, I'm in Wayne, New Jersey, William Patterson. I had no idea where I was. But years later, I married a girl from Wayne, and we lived five minutes from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, crazy. Wayne, New Jersey. It, it's... um. It yeah. looms large in my life too. I was there at, at, at William Patterson. Yeah, home of drama, drama. Home of drama, drama. That's for sure. Then, you have seen Vinny's the pizza. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, and Vinny's Pizza Rama. Right. Vinny's Pizza Rama. Yeah, I want to forget that. Um, but what uh, Mark Anglert from Drama Rama has been doing lately? Uh, I don't know if you saw if you're if you're connected with him on Facebook. He's doing uh, shows with Wally Palmar from the Romantics and Clem Burke on drums, doing wow. romantic songs. Yeah, and they're opening. This is the part that I'm sort of like, you know, couching my words. They're doing some opening sets for Jefferson Starship, as the you know the Romantics, Wally Palmar's Romantics, but it's got Clem Burke and Mark from Drama Rama playing. I'll send you a clip that uh, they. Somebody posted a clip from uh, Las Vegas where they played. They're doing would, a bunch of romantic songs. I would watch Clem Burke drum for anything. I'd no, watch I, him. I, oh, man, yeah. Rock with that. Yeah. He's fantastic. Pretty, One of my uh, favorites. Yeah. No, absolutely. He is. He's one of the best. I, I got to see him with Drama Rama, actually. They played at, I forget the college, Kane College. Oh, I, I see. I seen him with him them too. I seen him at CB's a few times. Yeah, yeah, I saw them. Uh, good times, man. Yeah. So, let's see. I have some other notes here. Um. Uh, let's see. Live concert memories. Get you know, got a you got a, like a like a, a favorite concert or give me give me like a couple of like like live shows from your past that are like, I, I have one that I want to mention to you, but I want to ask you what your favorite is. Now I've, now I've teased you. What, what, or like what my favorite, like show that I've seen or things that we were involved in. Um, it could be either one. I mean, I'm thinking you, you have mentioned some shows that you were at in the seventies 
and I, I, I just, I can't, I can't believe, you know, you, you saw some early Black Sabbath and Rainbow shows and whatnot. Well, I, yeah, I saw Rainbow. For those who care, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first like, three tours with Dio and Cozy Powell, but I saw Queen. I always like to say that I saw them like three, at least three times with Freddie. Yeah, uh, the, the rest of the crew, of course, and um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen. I always give Rainbow their props. I don't know. Yeah. I, they've always had a weak spot for them. I, I, you know, not the the '80s stuff with um, what's his name, <laughs> um, the uh, Jolyn Turner. I'm, I'm not crazy about, but uh, you know, I, I, I love the the stuff with Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, no, I like that. And I saw even the tour at, at the Capitol Theater when Graham Bonnet was in the band with you know, since you've been gone tour and uh, Roger Glover played bass. Oh wow! I, I saw Graham Bonnet on stage at the pier with Alcatraz actually hey. uh, yeah and uh, opening for uh, Fred Nugent <laughs> yeah who did a medley he did okay Ted Nugent gets up as the headliner at the fucking pier and proceeds to just do like a medley for 45 minutes thank you good night and, and it was you know <laughs> Uh, he was no, he he wasn't great, you know. But, yeah, I, um, see, I seen him when he had his day. I, I had tickets to see uh, Skinner, Leonard Skinner, and Ted Nugent, and the plane crashed like a week before. Needless to oh. say, I didn't Leonard Skinner, but I was pissed. That was just when they were really getting going to blow up any second, literally. I guess I needed oh, a better choice. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I still live music. I love till this day. You know, the past few years, some favorite bands I saw, um, Amo and the Sniffers, who I'm going to see again, uh, Otoki Beaver from Japan, with this girl, hardcore, crazy band. They're so awesome. They reminded yeah. me of the band I could tell people, and they were just great. Um, the Bobby Lees, another uh, favorite of mine, and they're coming around again. I'm going to go see them in a few weeks. Uh-huh. Music is what I missed during COVID the most that we I couldn't go out to see live bands. Yeah, you, you, I'll tell you, it's like it's very in, inspiring to be honest because I've gained this mobility back with being able to after the foot surgery and I want to go do things and yeah. I want to go to concerts now. You know, like that Queens of the Stone Age concerts an example, but uh, but yeah, no, it's an inspiration that you you know like you're saying live music. You're right. And it's, yeah. you got to be standing up, and you got to be in it. You know, you got to be there. So, like, all um, music from. If, if I hit the lottery tomorrow, I would put bands out again. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would, would run a label again. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, I bet. Yeah, I mean, it. It. Yeah, you. you that, that. That would be. Uh, <laughs> that'd be quite an adventure, I guess. Uh, let's see. What was your first punk show? Like like the first time you saw a punk rock band as opposed to all that heavy metal. Well, on the bigger scale, um, the Clash, the Jam, and Devo, and Blondie. I don't know how the, the new wave of that. Um, Johnny Thunder and the Heartbreakers. That's all punk. <laughs> and that. And I'm just saying, I'm thinking right in my head where then we started to go into when the New York bands popped up of. Heart Attack and Reagan Youth and Kraut and Nihilistics and that stuff. Uh, yeah. Then I'm... 
God, the Bad Brains moved to New York for a while, and we were seeing them, like, a lot. They played a lot, and we were trying to get to all their shows. You were right there at, like, like shows in, in 1977 and 78. No, that, that was more – that was 79, well, about those ones I mentioned, maybe end of 78. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 1978 to me, and I was 12, in hindsight was a hell of a year for music, man. I mean, all that, you know, Elvis Costello also and XTC and all that, you know, Joan Jett. I saw Joan Jett in little clubs. Yeah. Oh, Joan Jett in a small club. That must have been amazing. Yeah, but, yeah, that was here. All the sophomore albums were coming out from these bands. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. a fun, like, you know, and then we started bands, and it's, it's, it's just such a great, you know, a wonderful time in my life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, I'm, I'm uh, you know, happy we can, uh, you know, kind of talk about it and, uh, you know, put this out there, you know, and uh, it's, uh, I, I see people out there doing, you know, there's still small clubs with, uh, you know, bands playing. There's a guy. There's a guy here in Raleigh, um, Russell DeSena, and uh, I missed the show. I fucking fell asleep. I set my alarm. I took a nap and I fell asleep. He did an early show, but he's originally from Jersey. He's been down here for I don't know 25, 30 years. Um, went up with a little three piece the other night with like you know a full set of music, and uh, he tore the roof off the place. You know, the name real familiar to me. He's on. He's on Rockers for Life. He's a. He's oh, a yeah, maybe, maybe that's it, then. You know Scott Williams. Do you know Scott from uh, his band? Was uh, last band was um, Double Negative, out of Raleigh. But he was like a roadie and a crew member for COC. I and think really, I probably. I, I think I probably met him back then. Yeah. Like days of stuff. You know, back then it was like. Wherever Jim went, there was a cloud of smoke following everywhere. So, <laughs> what, what you remember, you know, God, man. Oh, yeah. No, that's for sure. Um, I, you know, I certainly was there for some of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Scott um, has these parties once in a while down here. A bunch of, bunch of guys in our uh, uh, scene, you know, getting together. Actually, I think um, he had... A guy, a guy from the UK subs stopped by his place who lives out somewhere here in North Carolina. Uh, I missed that, that party, but, um, you know, I've been going to his house and, uh, that's what do you call it? That's where I met Russell. But, uh, yeah. it's funny because it was all excited to meet me because I was wearing an AOD t-shirt and so was he. That's right. We both showed up wearing AOD t-shirt. Oh, that's what, what's the chance of that? <laughs> it's pretty funny. But um, but yeah, and uh, so yeah, his his you know he's getting some some music going, um, and uh, I have to what do you call it? Set an alarm next time he plays so that I don't fall asleep through it. Sorry, Russell, if he listens to this, I don't know. So anyway, so um, so let's see what else. Live music, um, okay. So like, all right, your your record collection, all right. Let's you still are buying vinyl and yeah, uh, adding to your record collection. I, I sold a lot of my records years ago when I had CDs of it and other things came along. I still had the music to listen to, but I sold a lot of my vinyl. So, yeah. You know, 
I wish I had it. I wish I had it so I could probably resell it now at the prices some things go for. Because I could, I have it to listen to. I have CDs of stuff. I sold all sure. my hard. When the Misfits box set came out, the coffin set, I got it immediately, which I loved. Yeah. Sold all my Misfits records. I wish I didn't do that in hindsight, but you know what the hell. Yeah, you know it would. You would just all of a sudden you'd go, all right, I've got them to sell today, and then you'd sell them. Huh. But I mean, like I said. <laughs> Still had it to listen to, so you know, I had a house to pay for and other shit, and so I would just do that. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, huge music collection, so and still growing. I'll buy vinyl now of stuff I don't have on CD and, and hunt around. I don't care about the rare stuff; just stuff I like to listen to. Yeah, There's a lot of good. Yeah, a lot of the newer newer bands, or even just so, old things. Bad. Yeah. Well, um, well, yeah, man. Um, let me let me think what else here. Oh, you know what I was going to ask you? About? <laughs> you you want to talk about the um the night at Sonny's in Passaic? Do you remember that? The, yeah, uh, that was the riot. <laughs> well, well, I remember. If I have to talk about that, all I remember was that he was. I don't know. He wasn't a, a good guy, and you know. Yeah. For being a little belligerent, you know, and whatever, and I shot my mouth off, and he, he hit me, and I guess whatever the hell happened after that. But it uh, was great. I just saw you take a clean swing at him. That's all I remember. And it was like it was. It and we walked outside, and there were like ten cop cars right out there. You know, it was just one of those nights. You know that like no, I don't remember. <laughs> nobody got arrested, excuse me, or anything like that. No, what I remember hit me because I mouthed off to him. And then Jack, uh-huh. and a bunch of, Jack and a bunch of whoever just jumped on him and <laughs> kicked his ass around a bit. That was oh, funny. Yeah, I mean, I, we uh, we walked in that night, and I still remember just saying to myself, I felt like I was on, like, a pirate ship with that with those two, that, that couple that was behind the bar. That had to be, like, early 1984. 84, yeah. 85, maybe, yeah. Right but uh, that night, actually... I sat down with Bruce and basically introduced myself and said that I was I wanted to make a a Super 8 film of AOD as my project for my film class up at uh, William Patterson. And did you ever? I did. Oh man, does that exist somewhere? Uh, Dave has the outtakes. The original was uh, transferred to a VHS that wound up in Bruce's hands, but. Um, I don't know whatever happened to that VHS. Um, so that's the, but the outtakes Dave had and wound up able to get them up onto a, 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 a YouTube somehow. So they exist on YouTube, just those outtakes with music behind it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's out there. Um, but um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, the, um, Oh, the class, the filmmaking class. This is the the funny part. I got an F in the class. <laughs> I mean, everybody else really put these little well-thought-out art pieces together, and I just sat down with some scissors and some clips from AOD and snapped them together with some clips of AOD playing on some swings, you know, like the monkeys. And uh, I, I, I mean, I had 
I had a great time, and I honestly think that I deserved an A for the thing. You know? and the music blasting in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we even had the uh, – what's that? I didn't hear what you said, Len. I'm sure the teacher hated that as well. Yeah. Well, what I did was I brought the record, I brought the Wacky Hijinks record in because it was a Super 8 and it was silent, but I brought the record in to play as background for it. You know, they had the turntable and they brought that in. I played AOD versus Godzilla and I played the the film and uh, it was just quiet. It was like the Zap Ruder film or something, you know, like nobody could believe what they just saw. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I like I said, I thought it was you know, I thought it was clever and it was fun. And uh, we even had a premiere for it uh, at John Carone's apartment. Everybody got together. I'm, I you know, oh, a bunch of people got together there, and we projected it on a wall and played the record. You know, like <laughs> AOD versus Godzilla was the song that it went to. Yeah. Good but that was my film project, yeah. So that was my big, uh, you know. Well, here the professor's name. Her name. Her name was Tarbox. <laughs> it was just, yeah, and that was her personality. So, you know, she failed me. But wow. anyway, so uh, let me see. What else? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we've really kind of covered quite a bit. Yeah. Um, great to do this and reminisce a yeah. bit. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to uh, gonna post this. I'm going to slap a little bit of music on the beginning and end of it um, and post it probably in the next couple of days. I'm going to Florida next week, so I want to try to get it done before that. But, yeah. uh, man, Lenny, I'm so I'm so appreciative of you taking the time to talk to me. Oh, my Thank you. Thanks for wanting to. So, yeah. Well, I enjoyed you guys were a big part of my, like, you know, major growing up, you know, like, you know, those years, you know. And so it's nice to be able to, uh, you know, catch up with you guys and uh, and talk about it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Lenny. Thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye.